0: and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy Jason and we have some football to talk about today. Today we're going to break down the NFL Awards Honor Ceremony going on this weekend. I'm going to give you my predictions and my my own personal takes for these weekend's awards and that's really going to be it today. So go ahead, take out your coffee, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, everyone. We've got some good stuff to talk about today. We have the honors ceremony going on this weekend. We've got the MVP getting announced, the coach of the year getting announced, the rookies of the year, the comeback players, all the awards, they're getting announced. And I thought it'd be fun to have the wake and take award ceremony. So, so, so welcome in to the wake and take NFL award ceremony of the year 2023 NFL season. We're going to start things off with the MVP. The MVP, of course, it's just going to be Lamar Jackson. He's the clear and away favorite. You can see odds all the way down to negative 20,000 for this guy. We know at the end of the day, the NFL MVP is a QB award. And also, of course, it's a regular season award. I know they lose these the, the AFC championship there and he doesn't play that well. But his regular season was phenomenal. He leads the Ravens to the number one seed in the AFC going 13-4. and four. He has a career-high 3,678 passing yards, and he leads the NFL in QB rushing yards with 821. It was a fantastic season from Lamar Jackson. He's going to get the MVP, and he's well-deserving of it. Some other people in the running are like Dak Prescott and some of the other quarterbacks there, but we all know it's going to be Lamar Jackson, and we'll know that they'll do the classic cop-out when it comes to the offensive player of the year, which is going to be Christian McCaffrey. That's just what they do, right? That's just what they do. They've got the MVP and they just have to give it to a quarterback, even if there is someone out there that's maybe had a better season on paper than the best quarterback in the league. And that's what you could say about Christian McCaffrey this season, just an incredible season. And while he's not a quarterback, he was the heart and soul of this 49ers team, of course, Brock Purdy. Having a great year. Debo Samuel having a solid year. Brandon Ayuk having a solid year. George Kittle having a solid year. But that offense ran through Christian McCaffrey. He had 272 carries, 67 receptions. The guy's doing it all. He leads the NFL in rush yards at the end of the year with 1,459. He has the second most receiving yards with 564. He finished with over 20 touchdowns on the year. He had 2,000 plus yards. All purpose. I mean, it goes on and on and on about how great of a season Christian McCaffrey had. So he's the offensive player of the year. I don't even know who else you'd give it to. And I can't wait for the day. I just cannot wait for the day that the MVP goes to the deserving player and not necessarily just the best quarterback season of the year. And hey, I could even argue here that the offensive rookie of the year cj stroud has an argument to be mvp but won't get it because he's gonna get this award the offensive rookie of the year just like lamar jackson for mvp he's clearing away the favorite for this thing no matter where you look cj stroud had an unbelievable year for a rookie and no one really expected it right no one was out there saying cj stroud is gonna have 4,000 passing yards. He's going to throw for more than 20 yards. The Houston Texans are going to win the AFC South. No one was saying any of that. I know going into the season, I was a bit excited about the Houston Texans. I thought them and D'Amico Ryans and and the offense would all come together and at least finish, you know, respectably. But no no one, no one could have predicted this at all. 4,108 pass yards. That was number eight in the league. Third most all time by a rookie quarterback. And he only played in 15 games. That you know, he wins the AFC South. He's 13th in pass touchdowns this season finishing with 23. That's the eighth most by a rookie quarterback. I mean, it was a great season for him, highlighted even by a 470-yard, five touchdown game from Cole Ridge Bernard Stroud the 4th. A great season from him can't wait to see where he takes it the clear and away offensive rookie of the year has got to be cj stroud and then so you ask you've got the offensive rookie where could you go from here the coach of the year and this is probably where i go a bit off track from 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 a lot of people out there uh, just because I know Kevin Stefanski is the favorite. You look at it right now and where you look, he's going to be the favorite right now, negative 950 odds with D'Amico Ryans being second at plus 750. But I just think D'Amico Ryans is more deserving of this award. We talked just about how great of a season C.J. Stroud had, and nobody expected it from him. Well, nobody expected this from the Texans in general and D'Amico Ryans. They go on to win the division with a rookie quarterback. He's a first-time head coach. I mean, it was an unbelievable year by the team, and him being a first-time head coach with a rookie quarterback I think just has to add just a, a certain strength to the resume that he would be submitting for this award. I just think he's more deserving of it. Stefanski had a solid year. The Browns had a really solid year, especially when you take into account the whole Joe Flacco situation, right? But that's not necessarily all Stefanski. I mean, I think that's just Joe Flacco trying to go out on a little bit of a flame and the defense was kind of carrying it. Like I just, and Stefanski has been in the league for a long time now. I just, I feel what the D'Amico Ryan's put together is much more impressive than what the Browns did with Kevin Stefanski as impressive As it was again, no one believed the Texans would do this and they go on to win the the AFC South, right? They get a fantastic season out of a rookie quarterback, CJ Stroud, the wide receiver core that everyone doubted. Nico Collins and Tank Dell both had tremendous success and even Noah Brown arguably had some success. The defense finished 11th in points for 13th in yards allowed, and they clearly improved when Devin Singletary was able to be out there. And the pass rush started to improve towards the end of the season. I mean, D'Amico Ryans just had this team in lockstep on both sides of the ball, and it was just incredible. And so that's who I believe should be the coach of the year. I know if you go look out there and see it's Kevin Stefanski, but I just, I don't think he's as deserving as Ryans. And I mean, the Browns didn't even win their division. And you could argue that Deshaun Watson getting hurt probably helped them right? Deshaun Watson wasn't even playing well. So I just, I I, give it to D'Amico Ryan's. Give it to D'Amico Ryan's. I think he should be the coach of the year doing all that again as a first-time head coach with a rookie quarterback, winning the division when no one expected you to. That's what it takes to be a good coach. And D'Amico Ryan showed it in his first year doing it. Coach of the year, my book. And the comeback player of the year, this is another one where I, I just, I get it, right? I get it. The DeMar Hamlin situation, it's incredibly respectful, right? Respectable. And to being able to even come back onto the football field is an enormous feat. And DeMar Hamlin deserves all the praise in the world for that. And I'm so happy that he was able to return. But when it comes to comeback player of the year, I just think that DeMar Hamlin's story should be just that. An unbelievable story. A great story. But he only got two tackles this year and I know and I see that he's the favorite to win this award and I know it makes a ton of sense especially with you know this kind of just being a publicity thing but I mean it's just when it when I look at this I want a player who's come back to play at a high level from and from something right we've seen from jail from being a bad quarterback to a good quarterback and before like we've we've seen all sorts of examples of what comeback player of the year means and to me I'm going with the guy who has some long odds actually DeMar Hamlin's the favorite Joe Flacco is next at plus like 100 something wherever you look and then Baker Mayfield way down there plus at plus 1400 but I mentioned DeMar Hamlin only has two tackles Joe Flacco only played in five games Baker Mayfield played the whole season, and went on to win his division in the NFC South. He finished ninth in pass yards with 4,044, 7th in passing touchdowns with 28. He kept Mike Evans' 1,000-yard streak alive, giving him 10 straight seasons with 1,000 receiving yards. It's He was kicked out of Cleveland, essentially just ran out of town. He flamed out in Carolina last season, had to just play a fill-in role in Los Angeles before landing out here in Tampa, but doing what he did was super impressive. And I think it's similar to, you know, the Ryan Tannehill when he won this award in 2019, landing in Tennessee, becoming the starter when his career seemed to have flamed out. And then, Becoming a good NFL quarterback again—that's what we're looking at here with Baker Mayfield, and I just think he's very deserving of this award. Again, playing all season, playing all season at a really high level, and doing all of this while having to play on two different teams last year—really just three, if you—with the Browns kind of ending in it. Like it's—it's a, it's a whole like he—he he came back from just being essentially run out of the league. And so that's who I think really deserves this award. Joe Flacco only in five games. Tamar Hamlin only two tackles as un- as remarkable as a story it is. I think Baker Mayfield deserves comeback player of the year. And then that leaves us with the defensive player of the year. And I'm just one of those guys, right? When Tom Brady was in the league, I was like, I don't care that there's some maybe people who haven't won this award as much or maybe has stood out a bit more than their usual seasons. He should deserve the MVP, right? Tom Brady should have always got the MVP. Well, TJ Watt, he's just the best the best defensive player in the league. He finishes the, the year with the most sacks with 19, and he's just so good. The heart and soul of the Steelers' defense. I know the playoffs don't come into account here, but we saw how poorly they looked in their playoff game without him after he got injured. We've seen it his entire career. They're 1-10 without him. The guy just is unbelievable and makes that defense play so much better. And it really just all starts and ends with him as the best defensive player in the league. Really, but I mean, he's just so unbelievable. But I look and I see the Miles Garrett and uh, Mike uh, Micah Parsons is ahead of him in the odds. That makes sense. Both of them are deserving of it as well. They've had really solid seasons. I'm just one of those people, right? You have greatness. You've got a really good player. I don't care that they've won the award a lot. Give it to T.J. Watt. The guy's unbelievable. That's my thoughts on that situation. Man, it sounds like Patrick Mahomes out here. <laughs> it sounds like Patrick Mahomes. So we've got the MVP, the Coach of the Year, the Comeback Player, the Offensive Player of the Year, the Offensive Rookie of the Year, the Defensive Player of the Year. What's left now is the best moment. I didn't feel like picking a defensive rookie. I know there were some good ones. I, I just I don't know. I, I don't know why I didn't feel like doing it. I just did it. So we're just skipping it. We're just skipping it. We're going to best moment. We're going to best moment because that's fun, right? We want to look back at the season, figure out what one moment was just stood out. And there's no like data out there. Like There's no like top 10 moments of the year. Like I, I tried to research this to come up with one. So I just thought of two. I didn't pick one. So we're just going to look at these two together. We'll start with first. I don't know if you guys remember this. I'm sure you do. But Debo Samuel had a hat trick against the Philadelphia Eagles. This was the catch for his third touchdown in the game, standing on business. It was just unbelievable. Here's the play. we will be monstrous. as Debo Samuel. Oh, oh, Debo Debo. Samuel, one man to beat. He's going to beat him. Touchdown, 49ers. And then Brandon Ayoub slides in. we will be monstrous. But it was just a great play, really all three of those plays, but we've just got to pick one for best moments. So I'm going with the third touchdown itself, the screen that he broke for it looks like 46 yards. Unbelievable play by him. Love to see it. Love, with the whole just drama around that game in general, uh, him just talking so much crap and then backing it up on the field. That's what football's about, baby. So that's one of my best moments. And then the other one was mentioned already in this show with mike evans catching his uh 10 straight thousand yard receiving game however you're supposed to phrase it butchered that but you know the play that he had a thousand yards receiving for the year making it 10 straight seasons i guess that's how you phrase it but let's check it out a third down mayfield to throw mayfield looking to the near side for evans he's got it and Evans is knocked out of bounds inside the ten, And it was just, it was nice, right? It was just so nice to see him do that. Mike Evans had a fantastic season, and he's had a great career. And it was actually interesting. In that game, he does it against the Panthers. That's actually uh, who he got his ninth straight against last year as well. Tom Brady uh, with him last last season got his ninth straight thousand yard season against the Carolina Panthers. I think there was another year too when I was trying to find which catch it was that he did it. Uh and so anyway, Mike Evans getting his uh his thousand yard season ten times in a row (laughs) and Debo Samuels hat trick performance against the Eagles. Those are two of my favorite moments. I'm very curious to see who who actually gets that award. That's a that's always a fun one to see every single year. I'm curious who you guys think as well. Drop in the comments what you think the best play of the 2023 NFL season was. Thank you so much for tuning into Wake and Take. Tomorrow, make sure you clear the calendars because I will be joined by the Podfather himself as we discuss the Super Bowl and some other stuff as well. So go ahead, like this video, subscribe to the Player Profiler channel, and tune in tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern for more Wake and Take. Have a good one. Peace.